0: Hello and welcome to the latest Folks and Invicta podcast, the first podcast since the suspension of our league season back in November. Today we've got an interview for you with Chairman Paul Morgan who sat down with us a few weeks ago to discuss some of the issues around the football club as the latest lockdown continues. Right, so we're here with Chairman Paul Morgan. Uh, Paul, first of all, it's good to see you, especially as you've not been particularly well. No, good to see you Anthony and Happy New Year to all our supporters of folks in Victor Football Club uh, So, as I say, not, you weren't well, you were, you were struck down with a virus and um, did that change your perspective much on, uh, on the situation? Yeah, it did. Um,
1: basically, as you all know, I run my own business as well um, Half my staff caught COVID, um, myself, um, so I had to isolate for 10 days and I didn't realise just what a knock-on effect that it had so after I recovered and recouped and got back on my feet, I decided to call a meeting between myself, Neil and the rest of the board members um, to decide that no more football is to be played at the Bill Kent um, until this COVID situation is stopped or eased up um, because as I say personally, I think it's getting out of hand. And as I had it, I knew and know now what the knock-on effects are, um, and especially when we got supporters. Players and officials that could catch it or be with someone with it, and it spreads like wildfire. Um, Football is not their only job, as well, as you know, most of the teachers or whatever, so it has got a major, major knock on effect. That's why we took the decision to stop playing football. I personally, you know, like I said before, we waited and waited and waited from the football league to give us some information regarding it. Um, they did keep us updated, but sorry to say, it was the same emails, same sort of situation. So, like I said, because I've caught COVID, I knew the knock-on effect. I thought it's time that we need to act, or someone needs to act. So we took it in ourselves to say no more football until maybe middle and end of January. Um, and in the minute I walked away. From that meeting in Barry Victor with the rest of the directors. A couple of days later, I was told we we're in Tier 4, and um, which made it even more difficult to travel or play games. So I personally think we've took the right decision not to play any games um, for the safety of our supporters, players and the officials. People don't realise how serious it is, sorry to say. You know, okay, i caught COVID, mine was only a mild forms of COVID. There's people who's been in hospital in intensive care four, five, six months. It is getting worse, it's spreading like wildfire. So the only option we've got is to lock down and everything stop for at least a couple of months. I know people aren't gonna like losing football. It's been kept me sane watching the odd premiership game on Sky or B sport but as I say it's got to stop because this is not stopping. It's spreading like wildfire.
0: Um, obviously you've been with the club a few years now and this is this last what ten months, twelve months is probably I should sure, must have been one of the most difficult you've had.
1: Yeah, it started off this matter this year or in the last year being difficult. But at the end of the day, a decision has to be made, rightly or wrongly. We've took the decision to stop football. Um, other teams now, I think, are following suit. Um, we had an email from the league a couple of days ago saying, I believe what they're going to do now is put it to a vote to do what over the season, either try and not and void the league or to come up with an option of how we can finish the league. Um, I was on a chat show a couple of weeks ago and I said maybe play one game, one team once and that's it. But a lot of people said no that won't work, thinking about it I don't think it will. I personally think null and void the league now, rather let it get out of hand and let's all start hopefully pre-season August for start of
0: September. Yes, it's it's certainly not ideal, but then nothing's been ideal for quite a long time now.
1: No, but I mean, it's like everything, you know, no one really knows where we stand. It's like Christmas, you know, the government said, Boris turned around and said to everyone, have a quiet Christmas, you can have six, seven people in your house, and then a couple of days before Christmas, he pulled the plug on that, you're not allowed to travel to people's houses. And that's what's going to end up in football. We went back to trying 300... Home games, then it stops, and it's behind closed doors. But like I said a minute ago, the players, the officials, the directors all still go to the games, even their own closed doors. They're going to see family members, they're going to see friends, they're going home, they're going to work. That's why it's still spreading.
0: But on a more positive note, there's lots of good things going down at the
1: football club at the moment. Yeah, on a positive note, there is quite a lot of work being done at the Bill King safely I, I, I had. Um, we're having new fencing, primitive fencing all around the ground, we're having one of the um, ends, the cricket end, um, all resined and heated um, and we're hoping to get some a grant to have the whole ground resined. Um, so very, very exciting times at the build getting
0: at the minute. Once fans come back they'll uh, almost not be able to recognise the place
1: yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, as I say, very good, exciting times at the Bill Kent. Hopefully, um, everyone will really like what we've done and what we're doing at the moment. Um, as I say, when you do get back to Watson football, you will see a different Bill Kent and hopefully, like I said, everyone will enjoy it and I uh, think we've done a fantastic job. Then we can concentrate, or well, we have been concentrating on the, on the team as well. Um, budget still stays the same. Um, hopefully, we can fetch in a few more players. For next season, um, and hopefully we can really kick on um, and get up that
0: league and get promoted, which we really all deserve. How, how is it, is it with like uh, the board at the moment making decisions? Because you've got obviously you've still got all the decisions that need to be made. Probably decisions that you're not used to making. How easy is that between you and Neil and the others in terms of having to make that? At the moment, it's pretty
1: easy. Um, all the directors that are on board at the moment we've all got the same thing you know we all think like we've got this club at heart um, i am looking to add to the uh, the board um fetching a new couple of uh, associate directors so i can get a stronger board together um, so we can get more finances in more business in and hopefully we can get a better playing budget for the following season you know or next end of next season um that's all my plans and they're, they're all coming together nicely at the moment
0: and obviously Neil's been here for such a long time he's such a such a, a big part of this club um, a lot of the work being done at the moment he's, he's heavily involved in that
1: Neil has been here a very very long time um with business, you know, I've been with companies that have managers that's been there for 25, 35, 45 years, etc. And I used to class them as dead wood. Um, they're not enthusiastic anymore. They just come to get their money. With Neil, is so enthusiastic about this football club Um, and I can see why you know because it's such a fantastic club to be involved in but as I say he's still got so much passion you know we're doing a lot of the building work here which is all down to Neil Cugley he's friends of builders he's got Bill Kent involved who he knows very well and who's dealt with mostly everything that's going on in this club and I can't find thank Steve enough of Bill Kent for what he has done for the club um, but say Neil is very very passionate he has to get a team out there He's well known in the football game, as we all know. Um, I think he does a fantastic job. He does get knocked and criticised head of a lot, which I think is very, very unfair from you know our supporters. If they knew what he done behind does behind the scenes at his football club, they would probably appreciate him a lot more than they do. Um, it's not just a matter of turning up here on a Tuesday night or Thursday night for training, and then on a Saturday picking a team. He's here virtually every day doing bits and pieces, and say he's. He's the one that's getting all this ground improvements and getting everything put together because that's our passion he is about focusing Victor Football Club.
0: Yeah, I know, certainly from my own experience at the moment, every time I see him, he's, uh, he's. have you seen this? Have you seen that? Oh, this is happening, that's happening, this is going to be done soon. And he's, he's like, almost like a schoolboy out there uh, wanting to show you this, that, and the other. And I'm sure he can't wait for it all to, all to be. For for fans to come down and see it. Yeah, like yeah, not on the head, you know, on the head die. He's like a kid at Christmas
1: or a kid in a, you know, a sweet shop. He's so happy, energetic, and, you know, he can't do enough for this football club. He gets so excited, you know. And like I said, when everyone comes back here and see, sees the bill, Kent, and see what, what we've done, improvements we've done and the work we've done, nine out of ten is down to Neil Cugley arranging it, getting people involved to do the works, you know. And I can't thank Neil enough. And I'll get on very well with Neil, Um we communicate regularly over the phone with all this COVID going on because I'm not based in Folkestone. Um If he needs more money to get a player, he talks to me, and we do it as a, you know, as a club and as a board. You know, we've got every everything in this club at heart, and Neil Cugley is the main cog around this football club.
0: And having that from your from your perspective, having that man in place that's got so much experience and so much stability must make what you do a lot easier.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean don't get me wrong you know I, I got involved with folks in Victor Football Club 5-6 years ago I never dreamed I'd be end up as chairman of the football club you know I come in as a shirt sponsor and as associated director then I was made director now I've been you know, fortunate to be made chairman which I thoroughly enjoy um, I get to meet some fantastic people you the supporters the football club are absolutely fantastic I've not got a bad word to say about them and I won't have anyone bad mouth the football club but when you work along side someone with so much experience it does make my my job a lot easier well i've got a lot of time for focusing victor football club and the supporters the supporters of this football club are fantastic i've said it week in week out month in month out i cannot praise them enough I'm one of these guys that are approachable. Anyone got any problems, any issues, I've always said please come and talk to me. I've got a lot of time, everyone. I will walk through these turn, turnstiles, I'll talk to anybody, I'll come and see everybody, have a drink with anybody, I've got no problems. A lot of a few chairmen walk into a football game, go, go straight in the boardroom, you won't see them and then walk out the boardroom back home again. But I've got a lot of time. You are Our clients, you know, you're paying to come and see a game of football, and I appreciate it. You know, you've got this, there's some special fans here who come, volunteers, who come in week in, week out, work here, you know, for nothing. You know, I just can't praise them and the supporters enough, and I've got a hell of a lot of time for them. That's why I'm enjoying being a chairman and being involved in non-league football, because this is a fantastic club, and you fans are the best.
0: And obviously that support is something we've seen grow over the last few years down
1: here. Yeah, I mean, as you know, we do work on the ground like we've said, you know, we've done old stripes up, revamped it, barring Victor, improved the facilities here, Um, we try and get the youth set up involved so they can come more, because obviously you fetch your kids, your grandkids, they're the people we, we want to get through the door. They are the future of folks in Invicta, you know, you know, it's not just about the adults, it's about getting kids involved, you know, that's what we want, you know, and if we're playing good football at the time, you know, it, that, that would attract it as well, you know, so yeah, I mean, fans are so important to a football club, you can't beat them, you know, you need the fans to keep the football club going and the fans we've got are fantastic and we are improving, you know, we're getting schools in, we're getting the youth section in, you know, grandkids, you know, kids, your sons, your daughters, you know, it's all coming together nicely.
0: Yeah, if you don't have those those youngsters turning up, then eventually everything goes stale and you lose your support. So, I mean, one thing I noticed when I first came down, it was the age of the support, but it certainly looks like you get, I feel there's a lot more youngsters coming now and hopefully they're enjoying themselves and it'll be something they enjoy doing more than sitting at home watching football on the telly. Yeah, quite right. Like, you know, don't want to be rude when I say it, but
1: when I got involved with folks from Football Club, that was my first, not concern, but, you know, was the age group of the fans. You know, no disrespect. There was in 50-plus, you know, so... But as I say, one of our aims was to get the youngsters through, hence why we done done... Um, season tickets, free access, junior passport scheme, you know, more than junior passport scheme so we can send them birthday cards, Christmas cards, we know, you know, keep them on the radar so we can keep an eye on them and, you know, promote them even more through the club, you know playing games, you know, if some football clubs want to play the youth section, we got that, you know, advertised so they could play a game on the free, free hills, come in here for a little bit of a drink and food and watch the game, be, you know, mascot or, you know, that's what we was really trying to push, you know, so that's our aim is
0: to get youngsters through as well. And uh, hopefully, yeah, those once once we're back playing, this increase we see year on year will continue. Fingers crossed, yeah. I mean,
1: obviously, the more people we get through the gate, the more money we make, the more the football club can put into the playing budget. You know, it's a big, vicious circle. You know, it's like, the fans, like I said many times, the fans are so crucial. The more fans we get into this ground, the more money we can put into the budget because we can make money.
0: And you don't get many people walking away from this ground after their first time saying I don't I did, didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I mean that's nice to hear, you know, I keep hearing from other football clubs. We like
1: to go down to folks you're a very friendly club. And we are. This is a very very friendly club. You know, as they we just need to get a few more into the turnstiles so we can make a little bit more money so we can a better our playing budget but at the moment we're on a good budget at the moment and I think we've got a fairly good squad at the moment so we can improve it we will improve it you know when Neil says we need a player for this position this position this player look at this player we can go out there and get it it's not a no it's not we've got to let players go to get players in we are quite healthy at the moment and obviously they play good football out there a lot of people would say that and a lot of people would disagree with that but yeah you know I've seen some exciting football. We, our last game of the season, or last game before it started, stopped. Sorry. And I thought, yeah, we, we're on our up now. You know, we, we, it was a brilliant game of football. Not just because we won. It was end to end, and it was a really good game to you know, as a neutral to watch. And hopefully, we can get more fans into to see that type of football. The only thing I would like to say is that I'd like to thank all our volunteers and our officials. You know, from Richard Merrill, Elaine Bone. Um, Telsey, you know, it's too many, Abby, it's just too many to name and all our fans, our volunteers, I'd like to say a massive, massive thank you from the bottom of my heart, from myself and the directors for everything you do for this football club.
0: Yeah, it was a football club,
1: at this level can't operate without those people. No, it can't, and as I say, some people take them for
0: granted, but I really, from the bottom of my heart, can't thank them enough. So thanks very much to Paul for taking the time to speak to us and as Paul mentioned during the interview, the football may have stopped but the work at the Bill Kent has thankfully been able to continue. Keep your eyes peeled for updates on the work that's being done to improve the ground so that when we can eventually open our turnstiles again it'll be an even better place to come and watch your football on a Saturday afternoon. As well as work around the ground, we have now announced our post-16 academy that will be running from the start of the next academic year. The academy offers a BTEC course alongside a full-time football programme run by UEFA qualified coaches for lads aged 16 to 19. And they are going to be running trials as soon as government restrictions allow those to take place. For more information on the Academy, head over to our website or find Active Community Development on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. For anybody desperate for a bit of Invicta action or a nostalgia kick, head over to our YouTube channel Invicta TV and take a look at the playlist we've set up over there, putting together nearly a decade of Invicta highlights both from us and from other clubs, uh, put together into nice tidy season by season playlists for easy viewing. And finally, a bit of football news. Charlie Blanks, who spent a month with us before the November lockdown, has made a move to Portugal to join a club I won't even try and pronounce. Uh, Circumstances meant that Charlie never made an appearance for Invicta during his short time here, but we wish him all the best of luck in his new adventure. That's all for now. So until next time, stay safe, and we hope to see you all again soon.